I'm still recovering from your story, Claire. That's incredible. Thank you so much for that important work. I'm still uh, processing it. Um, I will try and do my presentation now. So, uh, good evening, everybody. My name's Sharmadine Reed. Um, here, I'm going to tell you today uh, a little bit about my work, but mainly about a recurring theme through my career, which is about building what you consume. I think that this is probably the most important lesson that I've learnt over the last 10, maybe 13 years. Um, and it all kicked off when I moved to London in 2003. I came here to study fashion, but inadvertently discovered an entire hip-hop scene. So by day, I was going to Central St. Martins and living like a designer, li designer student life. And then by night, I'd be wearing a tracksuit and discovering hip-hop and grime and dubstep. And I would be going to these nightclubs and I would be one of a handful of girls, maybe like five girls in the room. And I couldn't see the women there, but I knew they were out there. There were female DJs, female graffiti artists. So I would go home and in 2006, when I was 21, I made this magazine so I taught myself in design and Photoshop and I would just like use the help functions to figure out how to cut out an image or something and I would sit in my bedroom and make this magazine and then photocopy it and then I would go back to the club the next week and hand it out to any girls who looked like me so this was my first important step in contributing to the culture instead of just being a consumer of it um, a big part of hip-hop culture as a, as a girl is getting your nails done, right? So this photo is here with me and my friends, and every single Friday we would go to the nail salon, you know, sit and gossip and, like, get crazy designs. And I was spending a lot of money in the nail salon. So in the spirit of building what I consume, I started my own. So 10 years ago, I opened Wire Nails, um, we opened our first nail salon in Dalston. Um, and really it was about having a totally new idea for what a beauty or a female community space would be. We had all these readers of the magazine that I'd collected over the years and I needed a physical space to bring them together and that's what the salon was. I absolutely loved it. So obviously you got your nails done and that was fun but what was most important was the one-to-one -one human connection that you get it's like could be one hour two hours where you're talking and physically touching another person in the era that we live in now with loneliness in cities there aren't many places to go where you're not drinking or like raving the salon became essentially a community center for all of those women and they loved it the way that I promoted this salon was the way that I knew how as a 24-year-old, I used the internet. So I used Tumblr and Vine, and I think we were probably the first nail salon on Instagram. So now I'm consuming a lot of technology, right? So obviously I was like, I'm gonna build my own technology. <laughs> so I was figuring out how I could drive the beauty booking experience forward through technology. I was kind of, um, very conscious of being reliant or a parasite on other people's products and that might be like getting my nails done but actually we were becoming increasingly reliant on Instagram and social media so I was like how can I do things myself so I spent a couple of years just reading everything about technology going to every 
AI conference, chatbot conference. I'd be like, can you imagine me in a room full of geeks? <laughs> and they'd be talking about chatbots, and I'd be like, what about this? And everyone would look around and be like, who is that crazy girl with the furry jacket or whatever? So um, the reason why beauty is an amazing channel for technology is because girls who consume beauty have all of these really great characteristics. They're incredible early adopters. They like newness. They like fastness. They're really engaged. They're constantly on their phones creating stuff. If you think about the um, explosion of YouTube, you had the gaming community here, and then you had the beauty community. And the gaming community has such innovative things to support the gaming community, but the beauty community doesn't have such platforms. So it's very community-driven, and it's mobile first. So I built a brand new salon, and the point of this salon was basically to become an innovation hub. I used my knowledge of building salons and we were by now quite famous in the beauty world to essentially create this playground for experimentation. It looks really cool. I actually closed it last month which was the 10 year anniversary. I'll get to that later. Um, but you can see it doesn't look like a normal nail salon, right? It looks pretty cool. I designed everything. So the fact that the, you can see there, the pedicure chairs are quite wide because as a woman, when you sit down, you don't want to put your handbag on the floor, right? You want to put it next to you. So these are like, again, thinking like women-led design and how we should be building the world around us. I built these nail tables with the gel lamps inbuilt into the table because no, you know it was getting tiring to having to lug it on and off all the time. So the first tech project I launched in this salon was VR. Um, in all the tech conferences I was going to, there was a lot of virtual reality at the time. This is 2016. Um, and every time I went to a VR conference, it would be like a shooting game or a golf game. And I was like, okay, yawn. There are no like female experiences in tech. So I thought, I'm going to build my own VR project. So I found my, my friends have an agency called DVTK, and I worked with them to design a virtual reality nail experience. Even just designing these nails was very, very particular. So the, there was um, the guy who designed it, my friend's boyfriend, I had to tell him about the exact curvature of the nail, the fact that a French manicure has to be at this certain angle, otherwise it looks tacky as opposed to looking chic. And I was really, really telling him like how to design these nails. So here's an example. This is my real fingers with the smiley face nail designs painted, and this is how he rendered it digitally and then this is what the VR experience looked like so we hacked the um, Samsung gear we stuck a, a piece of technology called leap motion on which tracks your hands a lot of the VR experiences required you to use a remote and I was like that's ruining the experience so you can see here, you'd put your hands in the screen, you could choose a nail design, and you could choose the colors, and then you could see it on your hands before you even did it. If you Googled it, if you look on YouTube, there's a demo if you search Waviar. And here's another really important thing. You know when you get your nails done, you, you do that, and you look at your, your finished nails, and then you do that, and you look a bit closer, right? Well, the latency for VR, the way that the guy had coded it, he coded it so you could see it there, but you couldn't see it there. So again, I was like, can you rewrite the code? Because I need to see it here, because that is what women do when they look at their nails. Always just trying to think of the most authentic experience, because that is how women are going to consume it. Second thing I did was build a booking bot. So I, we took a lot of um, bookings on WhatsApp, which 
Sounds revolutionary now, but we were doing it like three years ago. So we just put a WhatsApp number in uh, a phone number and we would take all these um, inquiries via WhatsApp because my nail salon is quite famous on Instagram. We had like half a million followers. We could get up to 100 inquiries a day for nails. So I took all of these chats and I was like, we should be automating this because these inquiries are like repeated often. So then I was like, I'm going to build a chat bot and I'm going to use, like, girls have always communicated like this. Do you remember these teenage magazines you had? And do you remember these flow charts when you're like, which Spice Girl are you? Which, like, take that guy is your boyfriend. So I was like, girls know how to build chatbots, right? Because all we do is, like, this is how you build a bot. You have a decision tree and you go through the motions and girls understand this. So I built this bot and then I partnered with Bowtie because Bowtie, I, I met these guys, I was just like Googling chatbots and I found these guys who'd started building um, chatbots in America. So I said, look, I will help you build the best chatbot for nails if you give it me for free. <laughs> because our salon is so specific that we would solve every single, we, we would have every inquiry to make your AI better, right? So I worked with them to build a chatbot and it worked, it was amazing. We plugged it into our booking system. You could text, the, you could either speak to the bot or you could text a phone number and they would text you back and it was completely powered by AI, no humans involved. So then, the third thing I started working on, which just started as a side project, but now has become my full-time gig, was Beauty Stack. So one of the big things in the salon was that because we were pioneering lots and lots of different nail designs, we were creating up to 50 different pieces of content a day. We would have all of these pictures all the time and people would screenshot those nail designs and they would say, how much is this? How long does it take? Who did it? What is it? And I'm sure that like lots of you in this room will have folders on your phone of hairstyles you might like or future nails you might like or if you've got a wedding to go to, you're planning your wedding look. And I was like, wouldn't it be better if you could just book the picture? Because that's what women do, right? We see things, not, not just women, everyone. You see, you know, you think about footballers' hairstyles over the years, how they've influenced trends in, in hairstyles. People see pictures and they want that picture. So I was like, why am I searching um, nails in Soho at 2 p.m. tomorrow when all I want to do is like I want her nails or her hair or her lashes so I was thinking about text-based interfaces versus visual interfaces and how much we use images and how much the most successful companies of the day have been completely based on images if you look at Pinterest it's worth 11 billion dollars and all it does is share images so I built it. <laughs> um, so two years, so then in 2017, I started working on this and I basically have built and launched an app. So I found my two co-founders who are engineers and I launched Beauty Stack with them a year ago, so 2018. Um, the whole premise was that Beauty is a very social and visual activity in real life. To me, salons are the original social network, right? That's where you get all your gossip, um, see what's going on. So I was like, so why is the booking experience not social? The booking experience is not visual. It's a very isolated activity. So um, 
The whole premise of Beauty Stack is as a client, you can follow me, you can see where I get my hair done, you, you can see who did my nails, who did my facials, my massage, acupuncture, we've had tarot, we've had all kinds of people sign up. And then the stylists have their um, portfolios, so you can see everything that girl can do. And the, all of the transactions happen across images. So see it like it book is, it, it is our whole thing. The, then, uh, this year, I decided that actually, all the things that I've learned over the last 10 years about women, about how they make money, about how they um, interact with each other, about how they learn from each other. I was like, I started building Beauty Stack purely for my salon. So I started building it just like I built the VR and the chatbot. And as I was developing Beauty Stack, I was like, actually all women need this. There are girls in Jamaica, where I'm from, who are braiding hair and need a platform to do so. There are girls in India who are doing threading and waxing who don't have a platform to do so, that's visual. I was thinking about companies um, like Airbnb and Uber that had increased employment opportunities around the world. And then we signed up to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. If you guys don't know about these, you really should. So the UN Sustainable Development Goal uh, 5B is about empowering women through technology and we signed up to be a participant. So then I spun off this as a separate company. I've decided to work on it full time. And yeah, I guess I, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs>